I'm hilarious. My penis is nine inches. I have a big butt. It's a puckering butthole. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that wants to make a little birdhouse in your soul. What? <laughs> they might be giants, man. Do they say that in a song or something? Yeah, it, it's a song called Birdhouse in Your Soul. They were a band that was big when your mom and I were dating. And so we listened to a lot of They Might Be Giants, and I'd totally forgotten about them. They're, you know, you asked earlier what genre Jimmy Eat World would be. Mm -hmm. And um, I just said, you know, rock, maybe alternative rock. They might be giants. I have no idea what you would even... You can't put them in one singular... No. And, and even if you could, I don't know what it would be. Like, I, like I think that they're, they'd are they be by themselves in it. If you've never heard of They Might Be Giants, do yourself a favor. Look them up. Have a good time with it. Go with a... Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Anganang. Istanbul is a good one. The Statue Got Me High. Statue Got Me uh -huh. High. Yeah, they got a lot of good stuff. They got a lot of good stuff. Anyway, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies than having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode 149. Dang. Indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's not dilly-dally around here because I know where you want to go. That special place with the marble floor. And columns. Mm-hmm. So let's waste no more time because it's lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobbies. Time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Okay, first of all, Stitch is the Clown. Yeah. You gave it a 60. You gave the gentleman a 58. Yeah, because I was angry. <laughs> uh, gentleman is like a 99 now after i've seen it like two more times i watch the gentleman every time it's on if i'm flying yeah if i'm flying by and the gentleman's on i'm stopping on it no matter where it is and i'm watching the rest of it it's fan fucking tastic i just i hated fletcher so much i still don't like fletcher but that movie is awesome it but, is awesome <laughs> i mean it just goes to show when i'm angry don't ask me anything that you want a good answer to that's true unless why are you angry is your question like when i'm angry just let me be don't don't try to cheer me up. Just just let me stew in my anger. Don't ask me what got me angry because now you're making me angry. I mean, if you ask me what got me angry, I'm gonna go on a fucking rant and get angrier. You know, speaking of anger, I'm so fucking tired of Girl Scouts. Everywhere I fucking go, they are there. Like it used to just be maybe I'd go into Staples or Office Max and they'd be out there. Now they're fucking everywhere. I went to Cotton Patch the other day to pick up some food for your your pop. They're fucking out there. Would you like some Girl Scout cookies? No, thanks. I walk in, get the food. I walk right back out. Would you like some Girl Scout cookies? Still no. <laughs> what do Girl Scouts do? Like, I know, like, the Boy Scouts, like, tie knots and, like, shoot BB guns and, like, stab bugs with their knives and shit. They, they, they like, they, learn all these outdoor skills. But the girls just sell cookies or? Number one, um, Boy Scouts whittle with knives. Yeah, but I'm sure they stab bugs with knives, too. I mean... That's not true. Boy Scouts are of uh, upstanding character. 
<laughs> like like Cub Scouts, yeah. Those, That's the those little fuckers. That's the ones who want to be in it. <laughs> They're the well, ones you, who want to be you, in Boy Scouts. I think you got to work your way up to that. I think you start in like Cub Scouts and then maybe Weebelows. No, Weebelows? Yeah, Weebelows. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I think Weebelows are like the older version. Like you, you graduate from, it's like Cub Scout, Bear Scout, Wolf Scout or something, and then you become like a Weebelow. And then, <laughs> and then I think you can move into the Boy Scouts, or, or maybe not. Maybe the Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts are rivals. I've heard of Cub Scouts, but I mean, I also heard of like the Brownie Scouts or whatever. Brownies. Brownies, yeah. I think Brownies are little Girl Scouts. Yeah, that's yeah. So I thought Cub Scouts were just like little boys. Yeah. And then Boy Scouts when you get older, and then Eagle Scouts are like teenager ones. I think Eagle Scouts. I They're the you, real deal. You got to do a lot of shit for that. You got a lot of fucking patches on Those your... are the people who actually like really care. Mm-hmm. But in Boy Scouts, I feel like there's the ones who care and there's the ones whose dads won't let their dream go. <laughs> like but, I was I was an Eagle Scout until I was honorably discharged at age 39. Like you have to follow in my footsteps and all like their kid wants to do is spray paint and fuck bitches, you know? Like, that's the last thing you want to do is be in Boy Scouts if you want to fuck bitches. You know, you you have to be all in to be a Boy Scout because when you become a teenager and you wear that fucking uniform, I think that's what most people probably are like, what? No, I'm not wearing this thing. Yeah. I'm not wearing these tall socks and shorts and this brown shirt. But when, like, the ones who are so proud, I, I don't know if I should be happy for them or if I should be really sad for them. Be happy for them. Because, like, yeah, you're achieving all this stuff, but, like, now you literally have no one in your life except for your parents, maybe, your sibling, but they probably hate you. Your youth group. <laughs> your youth group and your youth <laughs> pastor. Like, if you were, th- I would be so fucking embarrassed. Even if I liked Boy Scouts a lot, I would never, ever wear that in public. Because that's like a, a pussy demagnetizer. And it seems I already have one of those. <laughs> you don't get out enough. I mean, yeah. It's my lifestyle. Have you ever thought about, like, online dating? Uh, Not seriously. Not seriously? I've thought of it. Like, oh. Like Grinder. <laughs> Interesting story, actually. Someone added me on Snapchat a long time ago. This is in high school. Is that the guy that wanted to suck your dick? No. I knew him from school. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but his name was fuck, Javier. Who, the guy who wanted to suck your dick? No, or the person who added you on that Snapchat? That was Daniel. Okay. Javier Shout added out to me Daniel. on Snapchat. I didn't know who he was. I was like, oh, maybe it's a dude from school. And he, he was like, is this Jack from Grinder?" And I was like, this guy gave you the wrong number, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it ended. I mean, he didn't talk to me after, but my friend's... For a while there, didn't let me live it down. They're I'm like, sure. oh, so why didn't you tell us, bro? You could tell us anything. <laughs> like, I wasn't, I'm not on Grinder. If you did get on dating apps, what pictures would you put on there? That's the <laughs> biggest barrier. Yep. I and mean, I, I'm not one to ever take serious pictures of myself where I'm like, damn, I'm so hot. You know, I don't have any of those. And so I'm like, well, I have hella selfies when I'm on, sitting on the toilet. <laughs> like, I have one that's like, there, you, nothing is showing, but you can see my legs and my tattoo, and I'm like, I look pretty good in it, but I'm on the toilet. And like, I don't know what I would do. 
I mean, I was just thinking, you you haven't been on Facebook like in 10 plus years. Only but, time I get on there is to like look at photos like of me when I was younger to show coworkers or something. I think your profile pic is you holding like an SKS rifle or something like that. No, no. I uh, used to be. Okay. Like fifth grade when I yep. like a mohawk. Yep. <laughs> How white trash of me. What is it now? Uh, It's whenever we're at the beach and you're doing the... Oh yeah, the the what is that called? Vadering. Vadering. Yeah, you pretend I had, you did the force and I was mm-hmm. blasted back. It was good. That's when too. I had braces on. Okay. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it a while. Eighth grade. <laughs> what would you write about yourself? Like your your bio. That's a big old barrier too. Like I don't know. I'm hilarious. My penis is nine inches. I have a big butt. I do tongue workouts daily. <laughs> I don't know. Like obviously none of that. Like self-absorbed, conceited bullshit, you know? None of that fuckboy shit. I don't even know what app I would use. Because I feel like if I'm going to go on an app, I would just, like, go on one to bang or something. Is that Tinder? I mean, that's gen- That's the general consensus. I mean, you can meet the love of your life on there, but I feel like more people are going, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've never done research on them. I know if I go to, like, Christian Mingle... Not going to be fucking anybody. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not until I've been engaged for seven years and then we get married and then... (laughs) First you have to court them. Uh, (laughs) Oh, fuck. Chaperone dates. (laughs) Dude, I would never be able to take that seriously. Like, I'd end up sabotaging it or something just on purpose to see those chaperones. Speaking of Tinder, if you haven't seen the Tinder Swindler... On Netflix, check that out. Check that, that shit cool. out, man. That's that's some crazy, crazy shit. I'm trying to live like him. <laughs> There's some ladies that I work with, and uh, they do the online dating. And they were talking the other day about, yeah, I've gone out with several weirdos, and I'm just thinking, man, I'm I'm so glad that I'm married <laughs> happily. A simpler time. I would not want to because that's that's probably the route I'd go because you you think that they're going to match you up with people who have similar interests and similar hopes and dreams, and they don't. I don't, I don't think they take that into account. I no, think, I think they do. I, I think maybe Tinder doesn't. Tinder's based on all just looks. and I, I don't know. I mean, I just know you can swipe. I, I would be scared I would fuck up and forget which swipe is what and then accidentally swipe on some people. Well, I, I think that there's some of them that really they ask for a whole lot of information from you. And then they kind of put that into some computer system and it matches you up with other people who've put their information in. So I think there's some that funneled you in the right direction. I'm sure Tinder would as well. You know, like it's one of the probably the most well-known dating app. Farmers only. Yeah, but they wouldn't just have it set up only to fuck, you know, like that'd be lousy for the like number one dating app. They would have to have some sort of like sorting hat you know yeah i don't remember how we got to online dating but i just wanted to to kind of go back uh and say girl scouts leave me the fuck alone <laughs> and only like one of your cookies is good the rest are dog shit look your table is set up out there i see it i know what you're doing okay if i want your cookies i will say hey i'd like to buy some fucking lemon squares or whatever you're selling i don't even know they, they got rid of the good ones, the thanks-a-lots. They got rid of those? Yeah, they don't have okay, those Okay, none anymore. of your cookies are good. Thin mints? 
everybody in the world likes them except for me and probably you too. Fuck yeah, I hate those. And I don't really like peanut butter, especially not in the sweet. So they're like peanut butter ones, no. If it has coconut on it, I'd rather fucking burn it from like 12 feet away with a fucking flamethrower than eat it. Like, I don't know what all these people like in coconut, but... I got some shrimp the other day and it was sweet and spicy. But they had coconut on it. I was I so fucking mad. Yeah, I threw it in the trash. <laughs> and there was like three of them because I got like a sampler. <laughs> and there was only seven of them and three of them were that. I was so pissed. Oh, yeah. Coconut's really gross. It's really gross. And I hate nuts in my candy too. I'm sure they have a fucking cookie or a little fudge with some nuts in it. Yeah. It's like, I don't like your cookies and I don't want to fuck your mom's. So why, there's no reason for me to be talking to you. You may want to fuck their mom. Well, I'm picturing a certain type of looking mom, like the the classic Karen meme of the shades are up on the forehead and the like blonde hair like that, you know? Rocking the mom pants. Just the classic Karen look of screaming at somebody for getting the caramel sauce for their kids' apples or whatever. <sighs> I just picture that. These are rough times to actually be named Karen. Yeah. You know the stat for that dropped, right? Like name people oh. being named Karen. God, I hope so. <laughs> it dropped like very dramatically. But I feel like Girl Scout moms act all like alpha and stuff. Like, <laughs> but if a pageant mom was nearby, oh good lord! <laughs> like I feel like, and the we'll call it a wolf pack. There's the one who thinks, oh yeah, I'm so cool. Like fuck all y'all, I'm above y'all. And then the pageant mom <laughs> comes. Crawling out from their slumber and, and the they girl put scout their tail between their legs and <laughs> roll over on their back. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but like I hate pageantry so much. I mean, I loved watching toddlers and tiaras with oh, mom. What a train wreck! Just because the kids were so so ill tempered and fucked up, <laughs> and it's like I'm sorry. I mean, your mom fucking ruined the fuck out of you. Yeah, and gave you horrible mental issues and. I'm sorry, but it's entertaining. I mean, there's a reason it was a show. There's so much trauma on there. Honey Boo Boo came from that. Yeah. She's still relevant. Or her mom, I think, is more relevant than her. Is she? Cause, yeah, because her mom's skinnier. They got, like, plastic surgery, I think, and she's a drug addict. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mama June. Toddlers and TRs, that was... That was very fucking entertaining, but yeah. I felt so bad for so many of those people. I felt really bad for a lot of the husbands, but some are really into it. But the ones that got me is when their kids up there performing and the moms in the back and they're doing all the dance steps too and just doing that fucking stupid smile that all the kids do that's so fake and just... Uh, it, they do the like the leg over leg walk and like wave and smile. So gross. And, and they're they're making... Like eight year olds look like fucking grown adults with all yeah. the makeup and the hair, and it's just it's wrong, man. It's just wrong. Stop it. Just uh, fucking stop it. Put them in the Girl Scouts. Yeah, get them to sell cookies. Uh, got a couple more um, things from a couple weeks ago. We were talking music, and I was making fun of Neil Young and how he doesn't really have a whole lot, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, some people in, in their sixties and seventies and eighties probably <laughs> probably dig him. I did come across one of his songs called Harvest Moon, which I do like. I like it a lot until the harmonica starts playing. So I'm not going to say that I don't like all of Neil Young's stuff, but most of it I don't. And then remember how we talked about the Bee Gees and how you think that their singing should take the place of the THX noise? Yeah, it definitely could. And I just played that part on Shadow Dancing. So I found a song where they're singing that really should take the place of THX. I'm going to play that real quick. Okay. I'm going to fade it in, too, like they would in uh, 
in a movie theater. <laughs> That'd be a, it's a lot more soothing. It's not so abrasive. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. I just love their stuff, man. I, mean, I, I do love the THX noise. I I'm do just, too. It's so I know, great. I've always loved seeing like the two ladders or whatever cross and it's perfect. They could totally have like a, the Bee Gees version where like two like vine ladders and like a beautiful meadow or something cross. Let's do it one more time. fade that you do on that it's so good so anyway i'll get the petition started to uh have the, <laughs> them uh do the new thx noise one more quick hit the uh the oscars are coming up and i typically don't know any of the movies that are being nominated for anything just because i don't pay attention to emmys oscars vmas well i don't watch any of that shit but cmas i did hear the other day who some of the nominees were and i didn't really know any of them except I heard Jessica Chastain and she's the redhead from um Boogie Nights Zero Dark Thirty. Oh. And she played Tammy Faye Baker. And I know you have no idea who that is. No. It, it, the the movie's called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. She was fucking fantastic. I don't know who she's up against, but if she doesn't win, things are fucked up because she fucking transformed herself into that woman and just did a phenomenal job. Who? What did she do? What was, why did she have a movie about her? So Tammy Faye Baker was a... She was married to a big-time televangelist, mm-hmm. uh, like a really crooked one, but... So all of them? Probably. <laughs> but she she didn't start out that way, and I think she turned... I think she kind of didn't want to believe that he was doing the things that he was doing. I think she was a good person at heart, but she got caught up in it, and just she... They made fun of her a lot in like in the 90s because she wore tons and tons of makeup. Probably more makeup than anybody else you've ever seen. She had really big like red cheeks. Well, yeah, but her eyeliner was her thing. Just way too much eyeliner and, and eyeshadow. And she'd start crying and then all the mascara would run down her face. Just <laughs> just horribly awful. Just made up almost like a almost like a little pageant girl. I mean, just just unrecognizable. I guarantee you would have never recognized her after she took a shower and took all that shit off her face. But Jessica Chastain, who I love, oh my gosh, Zero Dark Thirty, it's one of my favorite movies, and it might be my favorite performance by a female. She was fucking phenomenal in that movie. That's another movie I watch every time it's on, but man, she fucking nailed it in the Tammy Faye Baker story. Nailed it. Such a good movie, too. Sounds very interesting. I don't think you'd like it as much just because you don't know the story and you didn't see all that shit unfold on TV. And, um, you know, they found out her husband was basically taking money from people and using it. That's not uncommon. Of course not. I I love there's a court hearing I watched where they're like questioning the guy while he sits in the little booth next to the judge. It's so bad. Why are you buying Gucci clothes? Oh, yeah. I just need... This really high quality clothes. I sweat through mine on the road. Yeah. All these that. Gucci belts. Why'd you have this Mercedes turned into a limo for fifty thousand dollars? 
oh, uh, it's for the guests. I got to make the guests happy. And then he had bought this whole, like, massive mansion. So, like, the guests, he could entertain the guests and have a very comfortable place for them to stay. <laughs> and he's, like, spending millions of people's dollars. And they're poor just trying to, like, get salvation. Yeah. And he's just spending all of it. I mean, nice, you're smarter than a lot of people, but damn, that's fucked up. There's a special place in hell for the people who pretend to be godly and pastors and yeah. preachers that take money from people like that and just And uh, that's a I feel like that's a quick route to riches, but like if you have a moral compass at all, you wouldn't do it that way. Like you'd rob people instead. I wonder <laughs> rob them the regular way and not that way because that's preying on people. 100%. So is robbing someone at gunpoint, you're preying on somebody, but not in the same sense. Like no, no, not in the same sense because you never trusted the person who's robbing you with a gun. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah, like I'd much rather rob someone at gunpoint than just ruin these people's lives. Yeah. So there's this other guy, his his name was Robert Tilton. You may know him as the farting preacher on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, so Hallelujah. Yeah, look up the farting preacher. Like, like he speaks in tongues, and he just makes all these funny faces, and, and then somebody's dubbed in farts, and it just works perfectly. But he was a televangelist for a long time, I think in the 80s, and somebody climbed through his dumpster and found out that, like he, he asked people to send in prayer requests with checks, huh. and so he would open the envelopes, take the checks out, and he would never even take the prayer requests out. So he got, he got run out of town. But of course, all these motherfuckers, they pop back up again. Jim Baker, the one we talked about a little while ago, he went to prison. He's back on TV. So stupid. And I flew by one time when he was on. I was like, really? He's back on TV? He's peddling at the time some kind of holy water to combat against COVID-19. Oh, uh, Silver Solution, right? I maybe it's supposed to like I remember seeing that I think it's called Silver Solution. And before that, he was selling these buckets of food in case there was an apocalypse or something like this. These buckets, I don't know. You just add water and they would last you for I don't know for forever. I guess so stupid. Yeah, but I think Robert Tilton's back on air too. I, I don't. I just don't fucking get it. Yeah. It's just sad and disgusting, and I fucking hate him. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Jessica Chastain, man, I hope she fucking wins that, because she was fucking awesome. And and I think you would enjoy the movie, but just not knowing the backstory, you may not enjoy it as much. Well, I would just look up the backstory. All right, you got anything else for the lobby? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, so today's movie came out in 2010. It is rated PG-13. It is one hour and 50 minutes. Jack's making the grimace face because it's not rated R. V13. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. There's a couple uses of son of a bitch and a few uses each of hell and damn. Damn is paired with God half a dozen times. Um, Rooster drinks alcohol to excess in several scenes. LaBeouf smokes a pipe. Maddie rolls a cigarette for a rooster on a couple of occasions. He is also seen smoking cigarettes in a few other scenes, and a man is seen smoking an opium pipe. All right, this movie is called True Grit. It's a cowboy movie? It is a cowboy movie. <laughs> okay, I knew. Yeah, I think I had heard Gary talk about it before when we were younger. This is the first Western that's been on our show. Cool. I'm excited. All right, then. Let's get right to it. Let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. 
And we are back after watching 2010's True Grit. Yep. And Jack said he's ready to roll. Yes. Okay. He's got some opinions. Yes, I do. This is our first Western. Yes. I think his opinions aren't aren't uh, very high. <laughs> no, absolutely fucking not. All right. Let me give it the 50 cent tour. This story is about a young lady named Maddie whose father was killed by a dude. What's his name? Chaney. Chaney. Tom yeah. Chaney. He went by many... Many names. I was thinking Chumsley, but that's the guy from uh, the the pawn that's shop. Chumley. Chumley. <laughs> Not Chumsley. No, Chumley. That's that Nicki Minaj song. That's Chun Lee. Oh, okay. Which that is a character from Street Fighter. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I wasted some quarters on that video game back in the day. Street Fighter's cool. I suck at fighting. You, you know the the thing with back when I was playing video games and you had to spend quarters to play cool games like that, when you yeah. were dead, you're dead. You know, there's no saving. It was, it was just over. The only cool thing about it is if you got far enough, you get to put your initials in it. Yeah. Um, I remember my friend's birthday. We'd always go to the same place every year. Mm -hmm. And um, they had this, like, uh, cornhole game where there's, like, the, the track ball and you can, like, roll it, you know? Okay. And so you throw it and we, we got, like... First, second, and third place all in one day, and we put pig as our, our our name, and we felt so cool. Like we literally sat at that game the entire time. That's a fun game to play with a rollerball. Yeah, because you got you got to throw the the yeah. beanbag. I don't know if it's still there, but that was a really good time. I mean, the only games that have that are like bowling games. Now there's a golf one. But golf is fucking stupid. I know. It, and a golf Bowling is cool, but go do it for the same price in real life. Cheaper, probably, than to get into the, the arcades that don't cost any money for the games. Yeah. But cornhole was really fun. And I think there was, like, a wind component. So you had to, like... Yeah. It was really fun. I prefer washers over cornholing. I've done washers way more than I've cornholed, so mm -hmm. I don't... <laughs> I feel like they should call it something different. Cornhole just southern. There's no class. What do you What do you think uh, Urban Dictionary would say about cornholing? Um, I don't know. Well, you know what we're gonna do now. I'm gonna continue the 50 cent tour. Right after I find mm. out what Urban Dictionary has to say about cornholing. All right, cornholing. Well, I mean, this is no surprise. Butt fucking, anal intercourse, penetrating the rosebud with one's prong. <laughs> The rosebud. Rose, mm -hmm. do you know what ro rose, I've told you what rosebudding is. Ro what is it? It's a puckering butthole. No. It's a prolapse? No, not prolapse. Rosebudding so. is licking someone's prolapse. Oh. oh yeah, God. which I've seen. It's horrifying. Cornholing is the official activity of jails and prison showers. <laughs> Cornholing is the act of sitting in such a way on purpose that your penis slips in between your butt cheeks <laughs> and you have to fart to pop it out. When done by accident, it's just called corn dogging. Corn dogging yeah. growing up is when you knee someone in the tailbone. That hurts. What, didn't we do an Urban Dictionary the other day where somebody shoved their penis in their asshole? Yeah. So it's pretty close to cornholing. Well, the like the fifth or sixth definition for cornholing. Let me just look at a couple more, and then we will move on. It's close. The driving participant in anal sex, the pitcher in an anal sex tournament, possibly both a hetero or a homosexual term. I've never heard of an anal sex tournament. I don't think I'd want to go to an anal sex tournament, not even as a fucking 
participant? A bystander. Oh. It is a crowd member. It smells so bad in there. Uh, all right. This one looks like it has some fun words in it. So this will be the last one I read. Cornholing, the act of gently inserting your well-lubed erect cock into your woman's well-rimmed and squeaky clean anus. Well-rimmed? Making sure plenty of lube has been applied to her sphincter as well. With a gentle push, once the crown of your cock has stretched her sphincter, you allow her bung muscle to relax and then start a gradual entering of her turd cutter. <laughs> once fully in her turd cutter, you begin to slow, short pumping motion until you build up a full-length cock-stabbing penetration of her dump hole, stroking as fast as possible while holding onto her hips until you reach the point of no return. You finish off balls deep in her rectum, pumping your gooey man juice deep into her crapper, coating the walls of her colon. <laughs> they didn't use fart box or shit box. <laughs> I'm sad about those. Well, there's fart always... Fart box is one of the best ones. <laughs> Turd cutter is pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Those are great. Okay, so how the fuck did we get here? Oh, yeah. Um, video game, Street Fighter, Chun-Li. Okay, gotcha. All right, so Maddie's dad was killed by Chun-Li. Yeah. And uh, she hires uh, Rooster Cogburn, who's an old one-eyed marshal, to go hunt him down so they can bring him to justice. Along the way, they meet up with uh, a Texas Ranger, and they uh, have some adventures on the way and ultimately finding Chun-Li, which uh, Maddie shoots with a rifle. Yep. And he is deceased. Yes. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. On a mission to find her father's killer, a 14-year-old girl and the U.S. Marshal she hires are joined by a Texas Ranger. The trio's true grit is tested as they embark on a quest for justice. Okay, Jack. <laughs> you got opinions, and they're, uh, they're not good. But first... Yeah. Let me get into, uh, this is uh, directed by the Coen Brothers. Which I saw that. Uh-huh, and you thought the Coen Brothers did what movies? I guessed Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels or whatever. Guy Ritchie. Which that was a, a failed episode from us. Yeah, We was. did do that movie. We but did. Didn't make it. And you did not like it. Oh, that movie sucked ass. I disagree. I wanted to like it, and I, I need to see it again. It's one of those things, because Guy Ritchie's Gentleman as well, right? Yes. And I hated the Gentleman. And now I like it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it could be the same thing. And I love the premise still. Those dudes get the money somehow. I don't remember. Well, they, they rob the drug dealers next door. And <sighs> there's lots of parties the guys involved. Father. Yeah. There's... That guy was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. has a great style to mm -hmm. his movies. I just feel like I can't like it the first like two times. Yeah. Um, And the, the one with um, Norman Reedus. And his like brother, Boondock Saints. Yes. Also, no. So the Coen Brothers did Fargo, which we've done on here. It's been a long time. That was what McDormand. Yep. Francis McDormand. Mm -hmm. Steve Buscemi got his face shot off. William H Macy. Yeah. Okay. Wait. He was Lundergaard. Buscemi got his face blown off. Well, shot. He got shot in the face. The only thing I remember is like the guys trying to like walk across a lake or something. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of those. That's all I remember. Yeah. Do you, you don't remember the wood chipper? It's like, does someone roll up on him while he's putting <laughs> someone through it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember they said Lundegard because mm -hmm. they're from like Minnesota or whatever. Uh, Fargo, North Dakota. But yeah. yeah, like I fucking know any city in North or South Dakota. Well, I mean, it's not called or Wisconsin it's or not, Idaho. It's not called Minneapolis. I don't know. <laughs> or Minnetonka. I don't know anything. Are those, do they Paul. even exist? Are those real places? They're real places, Doubt Jack. it. They're covered in snow. Yeah. Also, No Country for Old Men. 
Mm. Which, do you remember the main guy in it who walked up on the drug dealer's money and took it? Yeah, the the guy who died in the pool. Yeah. Also Chun-Li from this movie. Oh, interesting. Big Lebowski was another one that the Coen brothers did. I like that movie. Um, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Never saw that. What? I know you love it, and I think Mom and my sister all love it, too. I know, I know you haven't seen like that. I know like it, too. I've never seen it. Isn't it like a play on some kind of like of Mice and Men or something? Uh, the Odyssey. Oh, it's the Odyssey? Mm-hmm. Okay. I am a man yeah, of constant I've sorrow. I've seen that scene where like, he, they're, I've seen they're in the studio. My days. They're in the studio recording. Mm-hmm. That's the only part I've seen. And there's like three of them. They wear overalls, right? They're all dirty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all I know. Okay. I need to put that, uh, I need to move that a little higher on the list. You know, I don't even think it's on my list because I thought you'd thought seen, I'd it. seen it. Because you thought I'd seen it. Nope. Yeah. Never seen it. All right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to move up. So this is a, a remake of uh, from 1969. I've never seen this version. I only saw the John Wayne version uh, back when I was a kid, and I don't really remember much of it except John Wayne was a lot older at the time. Was John Wayne ever good? Oh, yeah. Because I feel like if Pop likes it, it can't be good. Well, Grandpa... Uh, Oh, so oh. have you ever been? Of course, you've been. There's the poster that used to be there. Well, so <laughs> this this will tell you a lot about my family. In the uh, the main bathroom where they live right now, there is a uh, the toilet, of course, and and it faces a window, and the window is kind of like a shadow box, so it has all these little figurines in it. But then, if you keep scrolling your eyes up, there is a picture of John Wayne over the toilet. In the bathroom, everyone uses. Yes. How have I never noticed I that? don't know. Is it the same one? There was one we used to have here that like leaned against a wall for like two years. He, it was one of those things that he wanted me to have, and I didn't have the heart to tell him that I didn't want it. <laughs> so I'm not sure where that is anymore. Did John Wayne really say, hey, Pilgrim? Yeah. In every movie? Uh, not every movie. Okay, I thought that was like his shtick, that he did that in every movie. I mean, he might have done it in one movie, and people just picked up on it, you know? Like, to me, he seems like a Stallone-type character. No. Like, everyone loves him when it's just, like, all the movies are dog shit. They're that's, not. That's what I'm trying to okay, compare so, to. Not, like, drooly and well, it's, punkish. We're talking movies from the 50s and the 60s. and All well, black those, and white, right? No, not all. Um, this one wasn't black and white. Rooster Cogburn or uh, True Grit. The Cowboys wasn't black and white. I mean, he was in a lot of old black and white movies. Stagecoach was one of his earlier ones. He was great in that. But do they hold up is... Great acting back then, the same as great acting today, I would absolutely say. Can be. Ah. Like Sound of Music? That's really old, isn't it? It's 1963. Or 65. One of the... 63. Isn't that movie, like, heralded as one of, like, the greatest musicals of all time? I would argue that it is 100% absolutely one of the greatest musicals of all time. Same with, like, Wizard of Oz. Everyone loves that. Yeah, that's 1939. And I know that's super fucking Mm -hmm. old. Okay, okay. It depends. Yeah. Because, like, Psycho, that movie's probably dog shit now. I've seen, like, two scenes when she gets stabbed in the shower, looks terrible. I disagree with And whenever he, like, turns around, dressed as a woman, he's like, that was so fucking dumb. Like the, I just don't like how it was filmed, the the stabbing scene. Like it's cool that he's like creeping up on her, then you see the shadow and, but like the knife like slowly like doing. It looks but, like it's an animatronic arm, 
like the elbow is like that's a motion you do quite a bit it's a little bit faster isn't it wait like this long too following yeah. like this curvature yeah but the sounds the <laughs> the music <laughs> the not actually showing it but showing the blood in the drain i thought that was done really really well and for the year that that came out that was some scary shit thinking i mean just think about it like what jaws did that scared people to fucking go in the ocean. What Psycho did is scared people from fucking shutting their shower curtain, right? That yeah. anybody at any time could come in and stab them. So I would argue that for its time, just like Jaws, but it's as far as, it now. as far as horror That's goes, the whole point is what we're trying to say. Exactly. Not, was it good? Okay. Is it okay. good? Yeah. All right. The, yeah, we get your point. It used <laughs> to be good, but so did Jaws, and so like Creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah. and what like the first zombie movie, where it was like. The white lady and the black guy, black and yeah. white movie. That movie's terrible. I've seen parts of it, but that was probably fucking amazing. Oh, for like, sure. That was Romero, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so of course it was amazing, but now it just is like, all anyone can think of is like, if I could find like a, a fat old person Walmart scooter, I could get away from them and have a major lead of those against those zombies. Like eventually zombies are going to be on like those Tron bikes. Like, because they're just evolving to be faster and faster in, like, every piece of media. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll have more zombies. If they're zombie slow, they there. need to have bigger hordes. And they need to be more topless, like in uh, Scout's Guide to the uh, okay. Apocalypse. Is that what it is? Uh, Scout's, Scout's Guide, Guide to, to the, the Zombie Apocalypse. I just remember that that girl got caught. She had like the big a boobs. police officer ripped her shirt off. And <laughs> the guy went back and squeezed him. Yeah. Um, let's see, a couple more things. Uh, this starred Jeff Bridges as Rooster Cogburn and uh, Matt Damon as uh, the Texas Ranger. Can't remember his name. LaBeef. Oh, yeah, LaBeef, which I said LaBeouf or something. You said was... LaBeouf. It's yeah. spelled like Shia LaBeouf, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, but they said LaBeef, and we have subtitles on. I had to turn like subtitles on. E O U F, LaBeef. Like, I. <sighs> it, was, it was bizarre. And then Haile Steinfeld. From uh, we know her is Pitch Perfect girl who just kind of the flashlight song ruined the second Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I was, I mean you you can't go. It's from, already ruined. You no, can't go further, man. No, I disagree. Was there a third? Yes, and I refused to watch it. Your mother watched it on the plane to Hawaii, but I was like, I just can't. I just can't. Um, but it had its moments. Um, when they went to that place, and the password was fart sound. And then they went in there, and they had to do kind of like a riff off against the Green Bay Packers, and of course the Treblemakers that were there. That part sucked. No, anytime you they like the fucking German Munchausen people or whatever, <laughs> DJ Sound DOS Machine or whatever DOS Sound Machine. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't remember what Munchausen is. It's some kind of disease. Yeah, Munchausen is when you pretend your kid's sick all the time. <laughs> That's what I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. DOS Sound Machine. They ruined that movie I more disagree. than Flashlight. I kind of like them. All right, this might be why we have differing opinions on this movie. I mean, the first one was by far the best, but I'm all I'm saying, it had its moments is all I'm saying. Like, I, I'll only watch certain parts of that, and one of them is when they go up against them and the Green Bay Packers and, and somebody else. Any any kind of riff-off stuff was good. Is the barf in the second one? The barf? No. That's the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I got some more notes, but Jack, I'm ready to hear your, uh, your hot opinion on this movie. Uh. Well, first off, it was... Hour and 50 minutes, right? Yeah. Hour 30 minutes of dialogue. Maybe okay. hour 40. It was 10 minutes of stuff I actually cared to see. Uh, Matt Damon's character, get rid of him. Like, introduce him at the very end when he actually does anything that's not annoying, which is make a pretty good shot and kill a guy. 
That's the only thing he did that I cared to see. He was a Texas Ranger, and he was very high on himself, and he was very proper. Mm. And that mixed with Rooster Cogburn, which was pretty much the total opposite. It was annoying. Rooster was also annoying. Okay. It, Rooster was the best part of the movie, but simultaneously made some parts of the movie worse than they had to be. The little girl... I didn't know people back in the 1800s were born with an IQ of 450. That was so annoying. Why was she so smart? No one fucking associates smart with the fucking Wild West. Well, maybe nobody. She, maybe she was brought up with money and went to a proper school with with people who who taught her. Obviously, she was well educated. Not but it every was ridiculous. They literally had to spend an extra, like, 19 hours writing the script for her because they're looking up definitions for words. She nailed it, though. Yeah, it was just, like, it was annoying. I just didn't care. I wanted this movie to be rated R so I could actually see <laughs> satisfying death scenes for people. I was checked out after okay. probably about 15 minutes just because nothing happened. So, And then it continued for <laughs> nothing to happen. I was just sitting here quiet, zoning out, trying to like... You were enjoying it. You were laughing at certain parts. Because I'd start to get back into it, and then some really annoying or boring shit would happen because they decided to make the formula, okay, one hour, nothing happens. Over oh, this like five or so minutes, something cool happens. All right, 20 more minutes go by of fucking nothing. Oh, three more minutes of semi-action with like no blood. When people are getting shot, all right, cool, boring afterwards. And then, oh, the final climax, she shoots him in the chest. And it's like, okay, cool, that death looked terrible. And then she, I was like, okay, the movie's like about to end here. <sighs> she falls down a hole. Her leg gets caught in some dead branches and she can't get out. Well, one, also she shot a gun, a pistol, and she fell on her back. Who does that? Oh, in the water? Yeah, if the pistol's not like fifty caliber, you're not going to go falling anywhere. I don't think she'd ever shot one before, and I think... Then that you should be extra tightened, yeah, because you should expect it... I feel like most people who haven't shot a gun would expect it to kick more than it actually does. But a 14-year-old girl who's never held one, though? I she's in the Wild West. Guns are on everybody. <laughs> Guns are a much more common thing to see in public in the Wild West. If I was in the 1800s, man, I would have raised so much hell. You'd be Jack the Kid? I was going to say, no medication. That'll be part of it. That's true. No fucking forms of entertainment besides getting pussy and shooting guns. So I'm going to Drinking and playing cards. I'm going to learn how... Fuck cards. That's boring. Let me kill people or something instead. That sounds horrible. Obviously, card games are much better <laughs> pastime than killing people, but theoretically, 1800s, I'd much rather be a fucking train robber. And if I'm off the hinges, no medication, I'm going to be doing all sorts of cool things. Like, I'm going to have my whole posse. They're going to be, like, having me at the hanging with two of my best friends next to me. And the rest of our friends are going to be ready and kill all the cops and take us free. And then we're going to be like, we own this fucking town! And go and kill every person in authority. And, yeah, I'd do, be a fucking bandit. Would you have an awesome mustache? Yes. And I'd wear a bowler hat. No. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Between a cowboy hat and a bowler hat, you pick a bowler hat? Yes, because I'm a gangster, not a fucking cowboy. I'm not... An, Are you riding a horse? Yes. Then no bowler hats. 
<laughs> Whatever. If you're gonna ride a stagecoach to the places see you rob, cowboys with a fancy mustache. Oh, you're gonna have a fancy mustache and a bowler hat. Yeah, I'm really? not gonna be looking like that one guy. You're gonna wear your petticoat too. I don't know what a petticoat is. I've heard of it, but I forgot. I'd have more of a duster thing going. You're gonna have your girdle on that somebody has to stand on your back and pull the strings real hard. Isn't that a girdle? A girdle. You know what I'm talking about? Make, corset? Uh, yeah. Yeah, one of those. What is a girdle? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I think a no, girdle keeps I, something together. I'd or... be looking more like a gangster than a cowboy. If I was to dress like a cowboy, I would dress like um a Grand Torino guy. I forgot his name. Clint Eastwood. I'd dress like him with the green poncho. Dude, Clint and Eastwood. And I'd have the hand-rolled blunt in my mouth. Clint Eastwood would never be caught dead in a fucking bowler hat. But I know, but I said if I had to dress like a cowboy, it would be the poncho. But I, but to me, a poncho is more of a lone wolf kind of guy. Like a guy who wears a poncho like that. They're a lone wolf. They're the ones who, like, you don't see their hand on their gun, then suddenly... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right, so describe the rest of your outfit. So, so bowler hat and and curled mustache with, like, mustache <laughs> wax? No, I don't know. It was just, like, that's the thought I was getting, is, like, 1800s gangster. They definitely don't wear cowboy hats. I, Some of them did. I think you're in the wrong century. I think you're thinking more 1920s, <laughs> yeah, 1930s. But, like, but you've definitely seen... Like the gangsters wearing shit like that, yeah. Back in back in the, the 1800s? old west, I don't. I'm just gonna think have so. to Google Wild West gangster because I, mean, I have a, a very specific 1800s. That's Civil War. That's cowboys fighting Native Americans. The cavalry. I really don't think we're in bowlers and curly mustaches. Those guys are jokes. You want to look like them? No. I can get your pocket watch and your vest underneath your jacket. I think that's cool. Those guys aren't cool. Oh, yeah, as opposed to fucking this guy? That's Billy the Kid. Yeah, he looks fucking stupid. (laughs) Doesn't he? He killed a lot of people, though. Yeah, cool. Good for him. I'm going to do it more fucking style. Yeah, definitely not some fucking ragtag group of people. We're going to look a little more organized, and we're going to fuck shit up. Okay. There's some certain looks that you can do with like cowboy looking shit that can look cool. But I think the more like, I think if someone looks really organized and then is extremely chaotic, it it clashes so much. You see like this nasty looking cowboy guy and you'd expect him to just massacre people. But you see the organized crime guy, you'd expect him to have your boys hold you down while he like stabs you and does things really calmly. But if I'm hopping on a train looking like that and just shooting the fuck out of everybody, that's, that's wild. I don't disagree with that. And somebody popped in my head, which makes me agree with that even more. Bill the butcher. Exactly. From, uh, that wasn't quite wild West, right? No, that was that early was on. colonization where yeah. people were coming over into New York. Um, what's that movie even called? Gangs of New York. Yes. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. He's like, they got a proper side, but if you fuck with them, then you're going to have your ears cut off and your eyes plucked out. Like the horrible, chaotic, I still disagree with businessman-ish. I still disagree with the bowler hat, though. Those are stupid. But he wore a top hat, Dad. I know. <laughs> That's not stupid. No, bowler bowler hats are stupider. The only people who are wear, allowed to wear top hats are like elves in a steampunk movie, and they have goggles on them too. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. He's yeah, whatever. Were you about to say he's dead? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> but <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. Oh yeah. 
but like bowler, no one else wears bowler hats besides gangsters, right? Am I right on that? You don't dumbasses do. <laughs> dumbasses with no hat taste. <laughs> <laughs> what would what would you rather me wear with my nice posh suit? I mean, if you're gonna go with a nice and posh it has suit. The, the chain with the pocket watch and everything. Um, then what do you want me to wear? Coonskin cap. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you see, you're not even trying. <laughs> a bowler hat, that is the only option. I'm not going to wear a 10-gallon hat. I'm not going to wear a cowboy hat. I'm not going to wear a fucking crocodile Dundee hat. What about a bear head like the dude in this movie? <laughs> no, because I'm an organized crime guy, not someone who kills people on the road. <laughs> what about a Sherlock Holmes hat? I think that looks better than a bowler hat. <laughs> and then you could sell papers on the then corner, too. I have too. to only have a pipe in my mouth. I feel like we could have one guy who wears that, but it'd have to go with his outfit. One guy in your gang? I don't know. He'd be have to, right. he'd have to wear, like, a twill suit, and he'd have to have that, and he'd have to smoke, and he would never talk. He's not big. He just kind of looks like a normal dude, but he'd have, like, some sort of, like, freakish weapon, like, only blunt force weapons. Like, he'd be... The most fucked up out of the group. But if he was wearing a top hat, he could like pull a huge mallet out of his uh, vest. Where, my was like, how did that fit my in there? 1800s gang is not a joke. <laughs> if they wear bowler hats, they are. Okay, and you. Still oh shit! Here comes some bad guys. Oh, they're wearing argument. bowler hats. Never mind. Okay, maybe I press a button and blades come out of the side, <laughs> and I fucking throw it like a frisbee, <laughs> and it spins around on your head. Yeah, the Mortal Kombat All character. Right. All right. What what would you look like? I, come on, I I would look You'd like wear, a. You wear chaps only, and your ass and your nuts would be hanging out the back. You'd be like, what? What else am I supposed to wear? Fuck you. I'd wear a fucking kick-ass cowboy hat and uh, kick-ass cowboy clothes. Awesome. You've described nothing of your outfit to me. <laughs> you have no creativity. You're a fucking loser. All right, moving on. So a a big chunk, a majority of this movie was boring <laughs> the pursuit and a lot of dialogue and a lot of character development and i didn't mind it for the most part i liked the characters and i would have liked to have more action and i wish that <sighs> rooster wouldn't have been telling the stories about his ex-wife and his second ex-wife and his kid and i the, hated and when the... he carried her away that scene was forever in a day yeah. So so at the end she and got bit by a, a rattlesnake and he has to get her to the doctor before she dies and yeah riding her horse the horse is too tired so he stabs the horse so it'll keep running which kind of seems counter to what you would maybe do yeah. to a horse. The horse falls down, he shoots the horse, then old man Rooster Cogburn and he's fat and old and drunk all the time picks up this girl and runs with her for an undisclosed amount of time. But it seems like forever. Like three minutes of movie. I helped some ladies scrape ice off their car yesterday. And when I got in my truck, I'm having chest pains from that, <laughs> right? This is an old man who's, come on, come on, come on. It lasted way too long. Yes. And at that point, like, this movie's overplayed. Like, it's it's ran its course like 35 minutes ago. Why is it still going and then it just fades to her grown up don't give a fuck then she's gonna go visit rooster oh he died three days ago you've wasted even more of my time the only good part of the movie was rooster so when they take extra time to make the movie longer on the premise of he invited her to come see him so she goes to see him and he's already dead 
It's like, thanks for wasting my damn time. Even fucking more than you already <laughs> fucking have. <sighs> this movie sucked so bad. All right, let's just get into uh, favorite parts then. I guess I, I like when Rooster told the story where he like ran at seven guys and they all ran away. And he made a good point is whenever you show such reckless abandon and the wrath that you're showing is going to fall upon them, they start thinking about they have seven dudes against your one. They start thinking about themselves and if they can escape. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And then he showed it at the end. He ran at four guys and damn near killed all four. Mm-hmm. Any part of the like six minutes where guns were uh, involved uh, were probably my favorite part. If, if it's a Western, I, don't, I think Django might have ruined me. To me, a Western cannot be PG-13, or else I'm not going to like it. But like Django, they painted the walls red. I will say, you don't have to go that hard. I know, not everybody has the same taste in movies, and not it's everybody needs to Western. See- so? I, I just, even when the gun parts were going, I wasn't satisfied with the amount of blood shown. And that's, I don't think... That's not that's, shocking. I don't think it's distasteful to want a more realistic thing when someone gets shot or maybe it is less realistic i don't know but it's what i've come to expect from seeing somebody get shot or something like that i but this is probably closer to reality than a quentin tarantino well yeah yeah that's true that's true but it was like when he got shot with the sparks and there's like not even a rip in his shirt it just was a red circle the exit wound man that's where it's about yeah but still like then Something. So your favorite part was when he told the story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I, I like the gunfights, and I was trying to think. I, I know there was the gunfight at the end, and I know there was the gunfight at that house they went to, but was, was there another gunfight? It seems like there was another gunfight. Um, there had to be. There weren't just not two gunfights really. in this. I mean, if you count whenever she's in the river. No, I don't. And they shoot back and forth. No. I don't think there was. <laughs> That's so funny. There were two gunfights in a Western. That's so good. <laughs> there had. <laughs> we'll probably think of a third later, right? Ignore. I'm. I'm feeling that way. But all right. Well, I, I guess well, my. How about when he shot the snakes? <laughs> I, I guess my favorite part was when um, they'd already dealt with the people in that house that they were going to stay the night in. And they knew the bad guys were coming, so they got up behind these rocks, and then Labeef shows up, and they're about to call Labeef up, but then the bad guys pull up, and they uh, Labeef's doing his proper, I'm going to arrest you guys, and or something like that. four guys on horses with guns. And they like, start circling him, and uh, one of them lassos him and starts dragging him around, and then uh, Cogburn starts uh, firing at him and shooting him, and I guess that was, that, that was, that was my favorite part. I mean, it doesn't sound very exciting yeah. the way I told it, but I there was know, stuff that... It wasn't that, exciting to watch either. There was stuff that built up to it with <laughs> people in the house, and they smoked them out, and there were some deaths yeah. there, and that things were happening. So I, I like that things things were happening. Yeah. Because this movie was a lot of dialogue and slow pursuit of their end target. I think the part with the most gunshots was whenever they were having a pride battle on the road, shooting shit that Rooster was throwing in the air. Cornbread. But I think that was where most of the shooting in the movie occurred. Maybe we could call that the third shootout. Um, (laughs) Shooting glass bottles and cornbread and arguing who was the better one when they both fucking suck. 
All right, bucket of chicken. Um, I'll give it to Rooster, the actor, whoever he is. Jeff Bridges. For, um, one, doing that voice the whole time, and two, holding his, like, head at that angle the whole movie. His head was never upright. It was always, like, to the side, <laughs> or, like, he, like, turtlenecked it and receded to where his chin was touching, like, his chest. It was, like, the uber double chin. Like, I couldn't have dealt with that. I would have quit. Props to him, I guess. He was fantastic. I thought he did a phenomenal job. He's a good actor. He became Rooster Cogburn. Yeah, I agree. So he gets my bucket of chicken. When I realized that it was Haley Steinfeld from Pitch Perfect 2, I wasn't very happy about it. I thought she was great. I, I know you didn't like the fact that she was so smart, but I think, look, here's the definition of grit, because I, I looked it up. It's like balls. In psychology, grit is a positive, non-cognitive trait based on an individual's perseverance and effort combined with a passion for a particular long-term goal or end state. I would have said balls and toughness. Well, she hired Rooster Cogburn because she heard that he had grit. She had the most grit out of everybody in this movie. Yeah. She would not be defeated. She would not take no for an answer. I mean, when when she was trying to negotiate with that guy at the first man, yeah, he was rel- not. She was relentless. She was a bulldog. He was not having it, and she fucking basically, just for lack of a better word, cornholed him. But in turn, I hated that part because she's a fourteen year old in the wild west. You're stupid, right? I, I I feel like most people in the wild west were stupid. How could a fourteen year old be smarter than like a a seemingly wealthy old businessman. Okay, so... How? How did she, like, backed him into a corner and made him pee himself? Okay, so she obviously had a very high IQ, and she obviously had very formal education. Most people in the Wild West did not have any education at all. That's so true. it's probably pretty easy for a 14-year-old to be smarter than most people if she had any kind of decent education whatsoever. She was on the limitless pill with Bradley Cooper. She really was. And it, that sucked me out most really? of the time. I liked yeah. it. Like, she was just too smart. It made it too convenient. I, like, her, most of her troubles came from her being crappy with a gun and surrounding herself with two boneheads. Got the job done. Like, if she was any good with a gun, she would just be like Black Widow or something, you know? So would you have liked this movie better if she tries to hire everybody and they say no, so she just goes out on her own? No, because then she would just get killed. Yeah. I would have liked this movie if they changed most everything about it, and including the title. Like, to me, I guess, yeah, you just read the definition of grit, which fits this, but, like, grit to me is, like, more of a badass. Like, badasses have hella grit. And they're never ready to give up. But to see it this way when I thought, like, I this was a Western, to me it was misleading. The most grit person or grittiest person is a 14-year-old girl who seemingly took all of the fucking, like, she took her SATs <laughs> back in the 1800s. Yep. And Aced she, them. for her to have the most grit in a Western, I think that's a, a sin for a Western movie. Western should stick to Western formulas and not a heartwarming, family-friendly movie formula. This movie, I think, was more meant to pluck at your heartstrings than it was meant to actually be a Western. I don't know. I feel like this was a family movie. compared. It's not a Western. It just happened to take place in the Wild West. Because if I'm thinking Western called True Grit, I'm thinking of Clint Eastwood 
I expect a lone badass versus the world. Very overdone, but usually a pretty effective. Well, you'll be sad to know that I was going to pick a Western today, and it was between that and another one with Clint Eastwood. So, um, but I'm sure those don't hold up that good anyway. I next think. time I get a hankering to pick a, a Western movie, I may go with the, the Clint Eastwood one. Yeah. Uh, so did I say that Jeff Bridges gets my yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's phenomenal. All right, um, score time. <sighs> it was higher than before we started talking. It was like in the 40 to 50 range when we uh, got back. And now it's in like the 20 to 30 wow. range. This movie was really bad. Um, I could never watch it again because I know it's just a, a time suck trap. Give it a 29. Wow. Wow. There was practically nothing redeeming about it in my eyes. I like this movie. I knew you did. I enjoyed it all the way through. Even though it was a, a slow go at times, I still enjoyed Rooster I still enjoyed Maddie, Matt Damon's character. I liked him too. I, I think it could have been played by anybody. I think it was kind of a, a waste for Matt Damon to come in here and play That's this. That's true. This was not a Matt Damon movie. No. The end was anticlimactic, I think. I, I'm not quite sure what I would have liked to have seen. It, it bothered me that when Matt Damon came up and saved Maddie and hit the dude in the head with the butt of his rifle. That pissed me off so much. They did the cardinal sin and just turned their backs to him and like Got forgot Matt about Damon him. Hitting the head with a big old rock. I mean, come on, man. Tie that motherfucker up Shoot him in something. the head. <laughs> you got well, the gun. He wanted to take him back to Texas to, uh, to get the money and put him on trial or whatever. And just don't fucking turn your back on somebody that you've hit. Fucking tie their ass up and put them in front of you. <laughs> that always bothers me because you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You know exactly what's going to happen. And, and it's just, come on. How can you be so fucking stupid? You're a Texas Ranger who tracks people for a living. You're basically a bounty hunter. And, and you're just going to make a mistake like that? It, it really, really bothered me. The ending could have been better. It would have been cool to see. So... Here, I'll let you get your score out, and I'll tell you what my ending would be. I was confused when they ran across the guy from Midsummer in the bear suit. He brought nothing to this at all. Except he, a very weird, like, minute and a half. Yeah. Very odd. But I really like Maddie's character. I really like that she could just verbally buttfuck you and, and was smarter than fucking everybody in this movie by a mile. And she had so much determination and so much grit. I really enjoyed her character. I really enjoyed the relationship between her and Rooster. It wasn't as much about the climax at the end as it was about the story of the chase and the relationships in it. But that, while I would have liked more, it still worked for me. I'm not a high score, but I'm an 85. Wow, okay. So we might have the biggest difference between these two movies I was than any other movie. Like a 72 out no, of No, I really, I really like this movie. And, and it would have been higher... But I but I wanted more in some way, shape, or form at the end. But as for my ending, what I would have had is she goes to that Wild West show that Rooster was performing at, and... He was like, a, be 100 years old, though. Yeah, he would have been 100, but they really had to be like, he died three days ago. Like, you just missed him. That was stupid. They should have met. She should have, like, dropped her suitcase, and they should have... Some I don't know how they would have greeted each other. I don't think they were on a hugging basis. I don't think either of those characters are huggers. I think they would have hugged. 
and then fade to black. Okay. And that's the end. Yeah, that would have been better. So much better. Like, how do they not think of that? They had to stretch it by an extra 10 minutes with <laughs> no substance. She's just old and has one arm. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like it would have just been a lot simpler. It would have kept with uh, their theme of wanting to make a family-friendly movie. Everyone would have been happier. What if all three of them would have shown up just for a drink? No, LaBeef, you can go die. <laughs> I hated you. All right, well, do you have anything else to say about this movie? No. Okay. You interested in watching the one from 1969 and comparing and contrasting for I our next episode? It's just going to be worse. <laughs> I mean, you gave this a 29. You really think that you would give the one from 1969 a worse score? And I would expect to also give it around a 29. <laughs> I, there, I guarantee there's less blood in it, so you probably would. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 149 of Movie Muggin. We so much appreciate you listening. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to ask Jack a question, we need some more. We do have some, but uh, we'd like to have some more in the magazine, so to speak, so we can shoot them out to I'm Jack. the bank. Or that. The bank but as well. If you put them in the magazine, then you can shoot them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. And maybe, then maybe I'll play the theme music and have some gunshots at the end. I think mm. you, you would appreciate that. Sure. But you can go to our website and you can click on a little link that says Ask Jack and you can just submit your question there. If you put your name and email address in there and you would like a sticker, I will send one to you. Um, you can also click on our merch store link and head over there and you can get yourself some movie mug and gear or there's lots of other designs on there as well. I really think you should head on over and pick yourself up a uh, Jack and the Heavy Petters coffee mug or T-shirt. Or the saltine shirt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to say that one every time. Mm -hmm. That's because that's the second coolest. Why haven't you bought it yet? I don't know. It's just I don't know which one to get. You just said the saltine shirt. this This sounds like a shameless segue into like, we have so many different varieties of shirts for you to purchase. Tell me more, Jack. Um, there's, um, on the Jack and the Heavy Petters, there's one with lightning. Uh, don't get that one. The other one's cooler. <laughs> the other one's cooler. It has an anarchy symbol. Gary and, likes the yellow. And it has, con- I mean, yeah, but the combat boots one are way better. Mm-hmm. And then the saltine one, the digging in Uranus one, uh, plenty of ways to say like, fuck off. And the uh, hello, my name is none of your business, stuff like that. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I don't think I have one that says none your business. Yeah, I know. I just couldn't think of... I feel like that encompassed the whole hello, my name is shirt category. Mm-hmm. is just snarky, uh, often crude uh, remarks. Where can I find those again? <laughs> HTTP <laughs> colon slash slash www.moviemuggin.com. Well, that sounds great, Jack. I'm going to go to the merch store right now and peruse those fine items you just spoke about. But ladies and gentlemen, we so appreciate you listening. We love you guys. And uh, until next time, you have yourself a movie mugging day. Bye. I don't particularly like seeing the anus open.